it's time for Between the Lines with Chief Tom Vaughn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Between the Lines with Chief Tom Vaughn. It's kind of a spinoff of our YouTube Ask Tom. So um, we've got a good show today for you. And I've got my sidekick here, Brad, yep. who's usually behind the camera. You still can't see him, but you'll hear him more. And there's a reason that you can't <laughs> see me. Chief likes to keep me uh, out of public view. I can't say that I blame him. So, yeah, we're going to – I think we've got some interesting stuff today. So um, a man who was arrested mm-hmm. after he – let me rephrase – a Florida man okay. should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, was arrested because he had a bag in his car labeled a bag full of drugs. We call that a clue in police work. Right. <laughs> it yeah. makes our job a lot easier. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it actually had drugs in the back. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, we'll find out later, I guess. Um, the latest on uh, the coronavirus, because, I mean, why not? Everybody's talking about yeah. it. Um, so, including... New hotspot or potential hotspot areas, and uh, people will be interested in this because a lot of our listeners are in Indianapolis. So mm-hmm. we'll see if uh, we made the list. Um, I think, Chief, you're going to talk about uh, how to stay safe from criminals during the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll chat about that just because anytime you know people are cooped up or whatever, they're going to go crazy. So right. Uh, try to keep people safe, uh, and then. Chief, this is your favorite. We have Tiger King news. Yeah. We have Tiger King news. Okay. Uh, Carol, um, we've got some new info on her and her uh, her husband who disappeared maybe. So um, I think Chief will fill us all in on that since he's... How many times have you watched that now? Zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely zero. Oh, my goodness. I mean... I got the cliff notes. <laughs> Wasn't there an episode where his worker stuck her hand in the cage and they bit her arm off? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they gave her the option of, like, uh, reconstructing it and two years of physical therapy or amputating it. And she said, just cut it off. Because she needed to get back to work. Five days from the attack, she was back at work. See, we call that a clue in police work again. If a lion or tiger is in a cage, you don't stick your arm in there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean. So is that covered under workman's comp? You know, (laughs) looking at the guy, I don't don't think they necessarily have workman's comp. I mean, was there signage, don't reach your hand inside the fence? Probably not. Or the cage? But I, I bet there is now. Well, is he the one in prison? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter at this point. Well, somebody took it over. So it's still, it's still going. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, you ever like, you're reading through something and you see the warning and you think, why would they, that's stupid. Why would they do that? Somebody did it. Yeah. You know? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, uh, this guy was driving down the road. He had just bought a Winnebago and, um, he got up to make a sandwich (laughs) while he was driving, while he was driving and it rolled. And he sued Winnebago mm-hmm. because it didn't say you had to remain behind the wheel. So, and he won a ton of money. Well, wasn't that McDonald's years ago that the lady sued him because she got burnt on hot uh-huh. coffee? Absolutely. But if the coffee, and back in the day, you didn't have all the cold coffees that you have right. now. But if you would have gave her cold coffee, she would have still been back suing you because you gave her cold coffee. Right. So I don't know how you win that that one. You pay her a bunch of money. And, <laughs> and put a label on the and cup. all the cups happen. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, and then you know we'll just talk about random stuff probably. So whatever 
whatever the chief over here whatever wants to Whatever pops in your head as we're going. All right. Whatever pops Sounds in your good. head. It's, uh, this is your, your uh, I can hardly wait for the first one there. Is this the dumb? Is this the bag full of drugs? Um, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bag full of drugs in a little bit, I think. Okay. Um, so I do know, uh, we'll start, I guess, with the coronavirus maybe because okay. let's just let's chat about it in general. But um, what was it? The Surgeon General just came out mm-hmm. and um, said that there are emerging hotspots right. uh, or potential hotspots. And he named like Chicago and Detroit and Indianapolis actually mm-hmm. is one of them. So, yeah, I think it was um, number 17. What's that? I think it was number 17 okay. on his list. Yeah, so that's kind of... That's kind of freaky. Yeah. You know, and nobody wants to be quarantined to your house. And, you know, we, we live in America because it's a free country. Um, but, you know, there's there's got to be some common sense somewhere. You know, if we can stay quarantined for 15 days and we can get through this and, and things can start getting back to normal, you know, as a as a country or as a state or as a community, you know, those are the things that we need to do. Now, I don't want to be cooped up in a house for 24 hours for 15 days either. And, you know, like especially with the police department, you know, we're, we're starting to read books to the kids, you know, on Facebook and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of ironic to see all the things that everybody's doing to kind of pass the time. And if you were on Facebook this weekend, there was all kinds of stuff, you know, that they were doing um, to try to get through that. But, you know, I mean, the, the bad part is, is if we don't adhere to the stay at home we're going to continue to do this for months and months and months, and nobody wants that to happen. So, you know, if we can all just kind of take a deep breath, take the next, I think we got till the 6th of April here. Yeah, I think so. Um, and kind of stay at home and make sure we're washing our hands and, and wiping down door handles and our surfaces. I mean, I think we can get through this a lot quicker, and people can get back to work and enjoying the outside. Yeah. Now, um so for people who don't know, you uh, obviously as the chief have um, a role in you know the the citizen safety of Southport and really Perry Township. So um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you are like on daily or weekly calls with um, like Homeland Security and stuff like that about what's going on. Yeah, up until this week, we were doing two phone calls a day, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Oh, wow. Um, now we've kind of moved them to, I think they're 1130 um, today, um, and they're going to one um, one a week or one a day um, all for the seven days. Okay. So kind of getting updates so that we know you know what we can do to help and, and pass the word on and, and that kind of stuff. It's a lot of good information. Yeah. Um, so if, since you're kind of privy to more information than most people, um, let's talk about some things maybe that, uh, have kind of been floating out there and make sure that it's correct, I guess. So from what I've seen, um, like the CDC and places like that are encouraging people to get out and walk their dog or whatever. It's, it's, is that right? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can get out and exercise. Um, you know, that's like the park, they close the park. Um, to, um, you know, like the swing sets, the slides, the basketball courts, the shelters, places where people are going to touch a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But the green spaces are still open. So, you know, you could go out and and walk in the park or, you know, take your dog for a walk or, you know, you still um, 
want to adhere to the six foot rule. You know, if you're walking down the street and your neighbor comes out, you want to make sure you keep that right. distance and, you know, say hi and then, and then move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're not saying close the doors and the windows and, and stay in a house for 15 days. You'd go crazy. Right. Okay. Um, but you got, you know, I'm sure there's some work you can do in the garage or, you know, something right. where you can kind of get out, <laughs> open the that. garage door, get a little fresh air Don't and, you my- know, walk around <laughs> and, and kind of get some fresh air. Yeah. Well, um, you're going to have a lot of angry men, I think. Well, uh, the honey-do list? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting longer. Right. Right. If... Uh, you know, they'll just they'll just say, "Hey, you know, Chief Vaughn told me that you need to go clean the garage." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Huh? Uh, and that's uh, Chief Tom Vaughn, one three seven Warman Avenue. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. So, um, all right, that's good to know because I think a lot of people are that I've seen at least feel that they have to stay inside, and it's. It's yeah. just transmitted person to person, not just like general air. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's good. Uh, how do you feel about the um, the stimulus bill that that went through? I just I was starting to read it this morning, so so I don't know what's all in it. Um, they had like the only fluff was that performing arts center in D.C. Got money. Mm-hmm. The Kennedy Center? Yeah. Yeah. And something else, but no, like, environmental BS. Right. And, um, and, you know, I mean, we the scary part about all this is, you know, once we've had these small businesses closed down for so long, you know, how many are going to be able to reopen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw on there where, like, Amazon hired 100,000 people, and I know Papa John's was hiring, like, 20,000, oh you know, for drivers. Yeah. And, you know, so it's great to see these companies figuring out ways to still survive. And I think, you know, with the government, um, you know, they need to find a way that we can help these, especially the small businesses. I mean, those right. are the backbone of this country, you know. Yeah. And how can we keep them going? And, and you know, it's easy to tell someone, hey, stay home for 15 days. But, you know, they're still got an electric bill. You still got to have food. You know, there's still bills coming in. Right. And... You know, I think the president said it at one of his news conferences was, you know, what happens when we contain quarantine everybody for so long, then suicide rates start jumping. Um, I saw this thing last night on uh, one of the news channels where it said for every 1% that the unemployment grows, the suicide rate also grows 1%. Oh, wow. Which I thought was interesting. You know, you don't really think about it that way. But, you know, if you're sitting there trying to figure out how you're going to feed your kids or pay your bills... You know, that's yeah. a stress on you also. Um, plus being and, cooped up, yeah. Yeah, plus being cooped up, yeah. Right. You know, and that's the other things that, you know, you're starting to see towards the end of this is, you know, domestic calls are rising. Right. You know, those kinds of things where you're just together and there's no real answer. So you start that arguing and then before you know it, you know, it's escalated. So, I mean, I think the stimulus package is great and I think it's something that the country should have done. Yeah. Um, to be able to help people get through this. And, again, we're America. We're going to get through it. Right. You know? That's what we do. We're strong. We're going to band together. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to make it. We're going to yeah. make it through there. And then, you know, to see, you know, especially like the grocery stores and all that, you know, just to stop and tell them thank you. Oh, those guys are working right. ungodly hours mm-hmm. um, under the worst conditions and not, getting the best response when they're out of food like it's their fault you know right um so i I think we've seen a lot of um 
people or jobs um, that normally don't get the credit because we take it for advantage, you know, mm-hmm. take advantage of it. Right. Um, you know, really stepping up and doing that. And I think that's great too. I mean, yeah. I think that's the silver lining to this, you know, when you start looking at all the good people are doing versus I'm quarantined for 15 days and right. in the bills. Yeah. And I think yeah, you touched on the, um, just kind of like, I guess the American spirit. And I think that it's probably frustrating for a lot of people who have been laid off and stuff because I know you are a doer. You just mm-hmm. go do it. And, but when you're in a situation like this and you've been laid off and you're quarantined, you can't just go do it. No. You can't just go work and do, right. you know, make money. So that's another thing I think, you know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you have these people who take pride in what they do and the job that they do or the business that they own. And then to not be able to go do that, you know, I mean, that's also another stressor on you where yeah. you're trying to figure out, you know, what, what am I doing all day? Am I watching Netflix? You know, I mean, right. You know, what do I do to, to occupy my time? And, Tiger and then, Kings. yeah, Tiger Kings, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, on top of that, all the kids are home and trying to keep right. them occupied oh, yeah. and you know, all that stuff. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely something I've never seen in my life and I never really thought I would. No. Um, so it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's crazy um, just how the country is, has shut down. Things that you didn't think, right. like, you know, I mean, I would have never imagined a large-scale shutdown. Maybe, like, you think the worst case of biological or nuclear attack, it would be confined to An city area. or yeah. what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So a portion yeah. of the country, not right. the entire country. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy, but... Well, really, the whole world now, if, I mean, if you look at it. It really is, I mean... Know. So I think the stimulus package, um, like a married couple making under maybe a hundred grand a year in that range, they'll get like twenty four hundred bucks mm-hmm. and uh, five hundred bucks each kid. Right. So hopefully, I mean, that would be helpful for maybe like a month, you know, to pay the bills. Right. But if we stretch on beyond that, it's scary to think. Yeah. And how many more stimulus packages can they come up with, and at right. what cost later down the road? So. Yeah. And they've got stuff in there for small business, but it seems like anytime that happens, there are certain businesses that get, like they have loans that you can get, mm-hmm. but it seems like maybe, you know, a lot of times businesses don't qualify for that. Right. So I don't know what they're doing to help with that. But. Yeah. And I haven't really got into it that yeah. deep to be able to answer any of those. I mean, it's just like, you know, running a police department inside of a city, you know, um, a lot of the money that these different departments inside the city count on is tax money. Right. You know, or uh, utility money, that kind of stuff. Well, you know, we're not, people can't afford it. Um, You know, we have to look at how we're doing things different too. You know, as a police department, we're still going to go out and patrol and protect everyone and do the best that we can do. But you have fuel budgets and that kind of stuff. And, And so if, you know, we're not getting, if they're delaying the taxes until the end of the year, you know, how do these cities... Right. still be able to give the quality service that, that the citizens um, should get and expect to get. Um, so it's it's been a, a challenge to a lot of them, you know, yeah. a, a lot of us, um, at least smaller cities anyway. And, you know, you have your two meetings a day, you know, with Homeland Security, and then you have to meet, you know, with the mayor and, and the clerk treasurer trying to figure out, okay, where are we at with money? Right. So, you know, there's a it's, – it's affected everything. It's just not yeah. – you know, one thing or another, it's, it's entirely everybody. Yeah. And I don't think people uh, realize that. And even me, a member of the department realized that, but you know, um, 
it's not like most cities and municipalities are sitting on a load of cash. Right. You know, people always think government has money, but maybe the federal government, right, you yeah, know, because yeah. uh, they can print money. We can't, mm-hmm. which might not be. I mean, you look good on a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. You know, not good in prison orange, though. No. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll just let's talk about one more thing about this uh, coronavirus thing and then we'll move on to happier times. But um, so we're doing a pretty cool thing that that you uh, one of your brain children, I guess, uh, thought up for uh, the residents to deliver mm-hmm. food and, and medicine and whatever people need. Um, so they, if they're vulnerable, they don't have to go out. So tell me, like, tell me about. It. I guess tell everybody why. Um, what gave you the idea? One of the things is um, Perry Seniors has been in Perry Township for about forty-two years, and um, you know they service the the seniors with um, rides, medical rides, prescription pickup, um, lunches, that kind of thing. Right. And so they they got a new um, executive director. Uh, Melissa this year so we had sat down at the beginning of the year and talked about how our police outreach program could support them and help them um, more than we have in the past and so we started that kind of conversation and then when um, I was sitting watching TV I I saw the stores you know where everybody was standing in line they had two or three cars and food was gone and I mean it really broke my heart because I'm thinking okay these seniors, a lot of them don't have the opportunity to jump right up, jump in a car, go to the store. Um, and then if they can, can they stand in line for six hours while right. they're trying to get through? Um, and then, you know, we have uh, disabled people. Uh, and so it it bothered me that night. So when I uh, came into work the next day, I got our outreach program or outreach officers and supervisors together and said, you know, what can we do? to help the seniors, mainly in the disabled. Um, and then so we came up with this program where we would store, we would create a hotline for people to be able to call in and then store the food in the training room and then have the officers deliver the food to the needy families and while also picking up prescriptions and taking them to their doctor's appointments. One of the interesting things about the senior uh center is most of their drivers are seniors they're 60s uh to 80s who can still drive and get around so when this covid19 hit they are the population that we were most concerned about so a lot of them stopped driving sure so that's where the police stepped in and said you know how cool would it be to pick a senior up or a disabled person in a police car and take them to right you know to a doctor's appointment Mm. so it kind of started off there and then the food part became a different challenge because if the stores don't have any food, where are we going to get the food? Oh, right. So we were able to uh, partner with uh, Midwest um, Food Bank, and they wanted they're a, um, a Christian-based um, organization, and they were like, "We want to help." So we were able to that first day go get a twenty-six, I think, foot box truck full of non-perishables that we can bring in and start delivering. So it kind of started with an idea, and then within two days, we were able to get it operational, running, serving food. I want to say we served um, the first week. Um, we served almost 200 families oh, with wow. some type of food to get through the next week or two, um, mm-hmm. along with um, it was 
10 or 12 prescription pickups and six or seven doctor's appointments. Wow. So it kind of, it grew legs and took off running. Now we're, yeah. you know, but wow. the great thing about, especially here is the partnerships that we have, you know, like Jack Christie, I picked up the phone and said, I need a box truck and he sends guys over, you know, Midwest uh, Food Bank, um, Lowe's and um, Home Depot donated refrigerators and freezers so we could store milk. Oh, wow. So all these people started stepping up, trying to find their way that they could help. And, and, you know, I've told everybody, I was born and raised on the south side, Perry Township. Right. And during a crisis, we might fight like cats and dogs during the year. But when a crisis <laughs> happens, we're going to band together yeah. as a family. And we're going to, to make sure everybody's taken care of. So, I mean, we're getting ready to release a press release um, today or early tomorrow about everything that we were able to accomplish last week. Plus, I want to make sure that all of our partners and donors are recognized for it because, yeah. again, they don't have it to give either. So they're they're trying to right. push and pull to make sure that you know these seniors and disabled um, people are are taken care of. Yeah, and so I was here uh, on the first day. Um, I think the first official day uh, when you did the press the the press conference. Yeah. And uh, it was it was very interesting to see. You knew when it hit the air because the phone line just started yeah. blowing up. And uh, well, you know, when you look at doing something like this, you know, um, most people use Facebook. You know, Facebook's the way to get it out. Right. You know, Snapchat, whatever. Um, but our seniors aren't on the computers the way we are. <laughs> yeah. So that was another challenge that we ran into because you know you start this program, you're feeling really good about it. You got the food, but you're not getting any phone calls. Yeah. And so you're like, how do we get this out? So again, partnering with the news media, we had what four stations here that day. Yeah, I think so. Um, a couple uh, newspapers, and we were able to push it out. And I was actually, um, I could tell every time our story hit the news because the hotline just blew up. Oh. <laughs> because that's that's yeah. how they that's how they got the information. Right. Yeah, makes sense. you know. So it was funny because I go, oh, it's this. We were on at six ten, and we were on at seven twenty. Uh -huh. I mean, you could tell because as soon as that story hit, you know, these they were calling. So yeah. it was again, it, it's something that we've never done that in that magnitude or size. So you know, we've kind of stumbled through some things, but I think for the most part, um, you know, everybody who's called's been served food. That's the most important thing, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, the stumbles are stumbles. We're going to dust ourselves off, and yeah. we're going to keep going forward. Um, but you know, it makes me proud to see the number of officers that came in on their off time. Right. You know, I haven't, I haven't paid any officer to go do any of it. It's all been voluntary time from the officer. Yeah. So to me, you know, that just again says um, how dedicated our officers are to this community. Mm-hmm or this, you know, uh, county, as a matter of fact. Because, I mean, you know, we start off with it's just going to be Perry Township. Right. And then you get a call from the east side of Indianapolis, and I'm not going to tell them no. Yeah, how can you turn that down? I mean, you know, so, yeah, we've been going over. And then you got uh, Drink at the Well Ministries, who um, Pastor Rebecca and Pastor um, Eric have been here every day managing the food and getting it bagged so the officer can come right in, get the address, go right back out to the car, right. and go on. So, again, it's, you know more than one or two people that are doing this you know what's that what's that saying there's it takes more takes a village to oh yeah 
Something like it that. takes a village, is I think just kind yeah. of the general, yeah. So you know, and, and that that has came through, and and you know why people are sitting around. We've had people drop off food, you know. Right. Hey, I've got four things of dish soap, or I've got a roll of toilet paper, you know, yeah. and that's gold right now. Yes, it is. So like my microphone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we'll get to that story later. Um, so you know, it it just it makes you feel good, and it makes you understand the support. And again, yeah. going back to, you know, United States being one of the best countries in the world. Yeah. You and know, it, you know, I think it shows we can talk all day about um, community policing and mm-hmm. and how we're trying to do that. And but a lot of time, the truth be told, a lot of people don't experience that right. because it's a small things, you know, wheeling up a trash can for an elderly person. Right. You never hear about that kind of stuff. And that's how we want it. But this exposes a lot of people that hey, the police aren't just trying to lock my brother or cousin up or whatever. Mm-hmm. They really want to help. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's good, too. And, I mean, when you when you look at it, law enforcement in general across this country, no, very few get into it to lock people up. You know, right. I know, I mean, my father was a police officer, so I grew up with that. And to me it was, you know, when you first get into police work, you're going to, solve all the crime and everybody's going to be safe, you know, and mm-hmm. that's not realistic, right. you know? Yeah. And so, you know, as you go through your career, I've always looked at it as, you know, if I can touch one person in a good way and make their life better at the end of the day, that's a successful day, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, as well as I do, you know, we talk a lot about protect and serve. Well, we're good at protecting. I mean, we train hard. Mm-hmm. We've got all the toys. We can do that. But I think, a lot of times we forget about the service part. Yeah. And then what's that mean to you? You know, what is service? And like you said, you know, we had uh, Chase Bank was robbed and we caught the guy within 20 minutes and it was a great arrest and all that. And you get, you know, 50 emails or phone calls saying, hey, great job. But I got an officer who stops his car, gets out, wheels a trash can up for an elderly lady, and I get 300 emails or phone calls. And that just tells you what the community's looking for, you know. Mm-hmm. For that officer to take that four minutes, five minutes out right. of his day meant so much more to the community. They know you're going to protect them, but right. where's the service part? Yeah. And so, you know, our philosophy here has always been how do we serve and really make an impact and be part of this community, not that iron fist or that, you know, well, they're going to lock us up every time they see us go down the street, which, yeah. you know is what you get in, in some communities. So, you know, we're blessed here. We, we've got a great community. And yep. and for the most part, none, uh, most of them don't run when we drive down the street. You know, they come right. out and they say hi right. and they know the officers. <laughs> yeah. But I think that goes back to that service part. Oh, it, yeah, 100% it does. I mean, because I don't think it's always been that way in the community, you know. And uh, no. so it's obvious that it's, that it's working. And, um, you know, I, I think, like, community policing like it is here is – it's almost like a family, and uh, the police are like your your big brother, basically. Like we're gonna like care for you and make sure, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if somebody's messing with you, we're gonna mess them up, right, you know. Yeah. And it's right. kind of like you know we're gonna protect, and and it's not about locking someone up to do it. It's they're they're hurting our family members, so they're gonna go to right. jail and pay for this, you know. You know, when I first became the police chief, you know, I would take a shed break in personal. Because it's in our city. Right. And you don't break into our shed. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, 
you, you got all these people, but 10 of them are mad at you. And that would bother me, you know. And and so finally, you know, my wife's like, you know, you're going to have a stroke if you keep worrying about every shed break in and all that. Right. Um, which is true. Um, but it is that way. It's like, you know, this is our city. You don't come in here and rob them, you know, because mm-hmm. you're robbing a family member. Right. And you do take that personal, which I think is why the guys work so hard. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to solve that. Um, we might not get your stuff back, but they're going to know not to come into Southport exactly. and, and rob people's houses right. or break into their sheds or whatever it is. Well, hey, speaking of breaking in and doing dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. You got a dumb criminal? Well, you know I do. So let me tell you about this one first. <laughs> so... Uh, Florida, go, mm-hmm. go figure. You like right? picking on Florida today, don't it's you? It's not. Listen, it's it's not me picking on Florida. <laughs> they were actually on the. I was listening to the radio this morning, and they were um, saying that it's unfair that Florida gets characterized like that because, and they listed all these reasons. And the people on the radio at the end of it were just like, "Sounds like a bunch of excuses to me," you know? Like yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's you got a bunch of idiots, I guess, that live down there. But uh, so there, two men driving down the road. They get stopped by uh, Florida Highway Patrol, and um, the Highway Patrol sees a bag in the car. You want to just, just take a stab in the dark on you? Oh, hold on, man. I've got a cheat sheet around here somewhere. Is that the bag that said a bag full of drugs? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they had a bag that literally, literally said, quote, bag full of drugs. And uh, so, yeah, they got the canine and whatever, and... Ended up, it was uh, 75 grams of meth, 1.36 kilos of uh, GHB, which is the date rape drug, right. a gram of cocaine, three three and a half grams of fentanyl, and 15 ecstasy tablets. Well, how big was this bag? I don't, I mean... <laughs> it's like a duffel bag? Yeah, almost two kilos, man. That's, <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, so, that's a big bag. <laughs> that's a lot of... And you definitely don't want to misplace that bag, so you got to put a sign on it. Right, and you know, like, <laughs> why would you? why would you not like... Put um, danger COVID nineteen inside, you know, like where no really one wants to touch it. Yeah, no one wants to mess with it. But yeah, bag full. Of <laughs> so there you go. There's the dumb, dumbest criminal of the week. I think. Okay, it's going to be hard to beat that one. Yeah, um, I'm sure somebody will try. Well, I mean, there's another Florida one we could talk about. It's um, a guy who <laughs> who wanted to fight the police, I guess. Now, this one, uh, warning, if uh, any kids are listening, um, it this is the time to turn the volume down. Okay. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so the guy wanted to fight the police, I guess, uh, when they came to, to talk to him. They ended up arresting him. And um, so he goes to jail, and uh, what did he get? $5,150 bail? Yeah. It was like, whew, that's a little steep. So then we find out it's down in Pinellas County, Florida. Um, so they, I, most people don't know, but a lot of times we'll ask, hey, have you ever used another name? Because we put that in the computer, right. so they have an alias. Right. So he did have he did have an alias. And uh, Chief, I mean, if you Oh, wanna, no, I'm going to let you do this Oh, uh, okay. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, throw me under the bus. Uh, so, yeah, he did have an alias, and his, his alias is Dickface Johnson. So... Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so forever that will be in his yeah. file. That that's an alias. He doesn't have it like tattooed on him anywhere, does he? I that I don't know. Oh, okay. He might after he gets out of jail, you know. Yeah, I, 
if I'm going to have an alias and I get to make up my alias, I'm going to do a little better than that. Right. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Obviously, there's something not right with the guy. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it reminds me of that Ron White guy that tater salad, yeah. you know. <laughs> I didn't like, want to be drunk in public. I was drunk in a bar. They threw me into public. <laughs> I mean, he has very valid points. He does. That. You know, really I, does. I could have defended him on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are the police, but it's like, uh, hey, they, you know, they overstepped there. And if you got a good story, you know, you got to listen to it. Right. Exactly. Um, I told you, one day I'm going to write a book. Well, I think you should. That would be an interesting read. It would be all over the place, too. And I think the title's just going to be stupid. <laughs> it's all the stupid stuff you've heard or seen in your you know, law enforcement career. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be a good read. That, uh, that would be a, a great read. Because what, what are you, about 25 years or yeah, so? 25. That is a lot of stupid. Yeah, we have a lot of stories. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, the problem is you probably just don't have time to sit down and write it. But Yeah, and then you try and jot them down because you don't want to forget some of them. Right. And then the, some of the stories people won't believe anyway. So you right. got to have some type of evidence, I guess, mm-hmm. to prove it. But you so. have to wait till you're retired, yes. probably, because you can't <laughs> <Yeah>. release that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, it's easier with all the cell phones. You know, when right. I started, we didn't have all that. So the evidence <laughs> part is going to be hard. But, oh, man. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about some trending news, maybe. This is your favorite. You really want to talk about this Tiger King show, don't you? Well, so I put this in, which why you let me control what we talk about. Yeah. I have no idea. Just yeah. remember that. Brad is the one who controls what we talk about. Next episode will probably be different, because I think Chief will control it. But, uh, yeah, so I put this in, though, because Chief is such a huge, huge Tiger King fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If this were the Ask Tom show, they could see you right now with your um, leopard print shirt on. Uh, yeah. You know? So, and no. <laughs> that was the last day I was employed. <laughs> <in. laughs> so, uh, this is the craze, though. So, we've got to talk about okay. it because everybody's talking about Tiger King. Um so Cardi B, which is the singer, rap girl, whatever, we don't care about her. But she's apparently going to start a GoFundMe for Joe Exotic, the guy who got, who's like the star of it, that got wrapped up in the murder for hire plot. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's in prison. Yeah. How many counts? It's like 22. I think he had like 22 <laughs> years in prison or something. And... Uh, I mean, it seems a little shady because um, they they tried to get him because he always said like I want her dead or whatever, but they could never like get actual uh, conspiracy to commit murder. So um, they had an a, an F, no, not an FBI official wildlife informant um, get introduced or introduce him to someone saying, "Hey, this guy is a hitman." He can take care of your Carol problem. Oh, okay. And that's how it happened. So it's like they presented it to him. He didn't seek it out or whatever. So it's kind of odd. I'm no lawyer, but. And they've never found her. Well, this is. Found the guy. So, yeah, they. this was just a murder for hire plot. See, here's the other disclaimer. The chief really needs to watch the show before he talks about the show. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, I mean, not really, because. <laughs> It's just a murder for hire plot. Right. So, 
if if the government brings someone to someone that wants someone dead or whatever, mm-hmm. there's a lot of someones. Anyways, um, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> I think we can say it now because he's been convicted. So. <laughs> Uh, the glove don't fit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems like entrapment to me, but then again, what do I know? But if you weren't going to do it, why did you agree to do it? Okay. Did you think it'd make your show better? So let me go back to um, white gay cowboy who does meth and owns 600 tigers. Yeah. Bleached mullet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just yeah, it. There, okay, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, let's talk about Carol. Now, I say that this is Chief's favorite show, but he actually refuses to watch it. And I think maybe if you guys blow up his Facebook yeah, and tell him to watch it, uh, he will. But Carol is the lady who owns the Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. Okay. And We're back to Florida again. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> so, back in, like, the 90s, she married um, a millionaire, like, multi-multi-millionaire. And one day he ends up, he just vanishes. And all the eyes are on her, but there's no proof or whatever. Um, So she hasn't been charged with anything or whatever. And um, so there's new information, though. After the guy disappeared um, and before she married her current dude, uh, she dated this guy, uh, Jay Bakel, B-A-Y-K-A-L, I guess. That's how you spell it so I don't know how you say it but um, so he filed a restraining order saying basically she's crazy and uh, in the restraining order application it said uh, quote her prior husband presumed dead one day she Carol said to me when I asked her what happens if your husband shows up now her response was dead bodies can't talk (laughs) (laughs) can we call that a clue in police work too yes yes um so I'll be interested to see if they maybe because it's still a cold case, right? So I wonder. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of tough to. So did they go to this Joe Exotic, thinking he's the one who did the murder for her? No. So no. it's two separate. Two totally separate. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he wanted Carol dead because they're competitors. Oh, uh, okay. So their murder for hire was to kill Carol. Right. Not Carol's husband who's disappeared for exactly however many years now. Which, I mean, ultimate karma though, right? If that went through. Yeah. I'm not saying that you should murder anyone, but yeah. you know, your husband, quote, disappears yeah. and then crazy mullet guy right. has you whacked. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm sure we'll have You keep games. me updated, okay? <laughs> I will keep you updated. And everyone, please go to Facebook, Chief Tom Vaughn, no. and uh, let him know what you think, if he should watch the show or not. I think it was a good first show. Think so? I think so, for not knowing what we're doing. And I will tell you, um, we started this project about an uh, hour and a half ago, and uh, Brad had to have the mic that was gold on top, and it only took two hours to get everything hooked up. So, Yeah, well, so the, I, I told Chief that the volume wasn't as good on this mic. <laughs> it is kind of fun to stare at it. Yeah. I actually, I bought this mic specifically for you. Mm-hmm. I did. 
but I need to make the settings right so it sounds so it sounds good. Okay. So next time you'll have the golden mic. We'll see. Hopefully I don't have COVID because <laughs> then you won't have the mic. Have to clean that thing real good. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, yeah check out facebook and if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about um, you can go to the chief tom vaughn facebook page and put suggestions on there and um questions questions whatever whatever you want to hear us talk about or tell us to stop talking and uh i mean that's an option too that (laughs) (laughs) not not you guys have anything to do yeah no it's not gonna work but um i mean this it's is, an option. Yeah. You got to keep their options open. And this is Chief Tom Vaughn's show. So, I mean, I guess it could <laughs> easily get rid of me. Like, you would replace me. We could do that. That yeah. could be the the topic. You're great, but, you know, the sidekick brought yeah. Brad there. Uh, yeah. We need to work on that one. He's special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Florida, and he keeps messing with right? me. Right? So. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. I, you know, I like visiting Florida. We'll have to find a... a this week's dumbest criminal from another state next next one all right all right so next week so we're gonna do this weekly right yeah that's the that's the goal and then uh yeah so i mean if they're listening to it obviously they found it but itunes and android and all that stuff uh podcasts are found Thank you, Channel 7. Out there. Thank you, out there. Oh, my God.